On this episode of Laying the Points with Farley Betts, it's week four in the NFL. We got a free teaser of the week and a free free pick, an ATS play, if you will. Let's go, baby. If you're ready to talk a little NFL football betting, give me a hell yeah. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. It's the same as usual here every single week. It's me, Chris R. Farley, talking to you. Just me, flying solo all season. I might have a guest on. We'll see if I find the time. But it's the busy season for yours truly, so probably just flying solo all season, talking NFL betting weeks 1 through 18 and then the playoffs analyzing the market, giving out some free plays every single week as well. Check me out at sportswagers.ca. Free picks every single day over there. One of the most established and legendary sites in Canada for betting picks run by the great Sherwood. I have partnered with him, and I'm very proud of the way we write, the things that we write, and how we write it over there at sportswagers.ca. We don't always win. Nobody does. And actually, catching a little bad luck streak right now, as I typically always do when I start writing for a new site, I just have a string of bad luck. Like the Liberty last night had them at minus eight and minus nine and a half. They won by seven. That's cool. But it's a string of bad luck and it's going to regress. So look out for that at sportswagers.ca. A lot of NFL every single week coming at you over there as well. Obviously, follow me at Farley Bets. On Twitter, on Instagram, Twitter is usually where I do most of my business. Instagram's a little more personal if you want to check me out over there. And welcome to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. I'm a professional sports better. been doing this now professionally for three years, been handicapping for over a decade. You might have seen me on VEASAN, Vegas Insider, BetUS, any number of betting shows across the betting landscape. was just on VEASAN yesterday talking a little NFL. I won the circuit contest fifth place in 2021, kind of put me on the map and grinding every year since 58% against the spread in the NBA, my first season handicapping it professionally. So a, a few things put me on the map, had a chance to write for some great sites and do some things in the betting industry. And now I have my own podcast here talking to you every single week. It's so welcome. And I hope you like that intro, a little, little stone cold Steve Austin. Now, I'm just going to say this from the jump, and you know what? I might end up doing a 40-minute show anyway because there's always a lot to talk about in the NFL, and once I start running my mouth, I can't shut up. But I'm going to try to expedite this podcast a little bit more. Usually, they're around 30 to 40 minutes. I'm going to try to bang this out in like 25 minutes, maybe 20 minutes of pure NFL content because I'm exhausted. This is the busy time of year for yours truly. You know, got to... Keep in mind your own personal health, right? Definitely, uh, <laughs> you're definitely on the losing end of sleep lately. And it's 10.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I'm doing this podcast on Tuesday night. So this will be out Wednesday morning. If any of these lines move, I apologize ahead of time. But let's get right to it. Week four 
in the NFL on Thursday night football is Lions at Packers, totals 46. And I'm just going to put it to you like this. This is my free pick right away. Free pick for you Thursday night. The Packers are a team I really like because I like Jordan Love. And I've said that preseason. I, I mean, I said that shit back in, back in April, May. Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, I think that's going to be a good symbiotic relationship because now it's Matt LaFleur's team. And the kid has moxie, and he's throwing with confidence, and he's not making mistakes. I really, really like Jordan Love. He's showing why we should all like him, and the Packers are going to be feisty this year. But they are not the Detroit Lions. The Lions are proving to be a very complete team, a deeper team than we thought. Many guys injured last week. Many of them should be coming back this week. Offensive line, defense, even with those injuries, dominated in a big spot last week against Atlanta at home after a bad loss, an OT loss. This, this is the, these are the ingredients of the Detroit Lions. This is their culture. It's turning into a real thing. Dan Campbell, kind of just a catchphrase in the past. I believe in it. Really like the way their defense played the other night. They have won the last three games against the Green Bay Packers. I'm taking the Lions minus one and a half. I think that line is too short. And the Packers might still be without Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and Jair Alexander. Big names, the best players on their team, not practicing. At least they weren't on Monday. I didn't check it today yet. Um, but even if a few of those guys are out, big time upgrade for the Lions, right? An offense that's hard to keep up with, and it might send Jordan Love into a little struggle city for the first time in his inaugural starting season, or season as a starter, I should say. The Falcons and Jaguars, this line is right. The Jaguars have to be three-point favorites. They're at home. They have the better quarterback. But these are two pretty similar teams as far as talent goes on the roster. The Falcons have the better defense, but the Jaguars are at home. They're off another embarrassing loss to the Texans. And it's just insane how the Texans own the Jaguars. They should be three. That's a sharp line. The Falcons deserve to be to be three-point underdogs and nothing more, nothing less. And that's why we're not seeing this line move. Let's move on. Commanders and Eagles. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction in the marketplace because, you know, last week, Washington, what? Five turnovers, four of them by Sam Howell. But the game was close. Bills, Commanders heading into the fourth quarter was 16-0. Bills, still a two-score game. And obviously, Washington had opportunities to score and just turned it over previously. I think Washington is a better team than they're being evaluated here. But who wants to step in front of the Eagles? Here's the thing about the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts still does not look entirely comfortable in this offense as a passer. Two interceptions on Monday night. They stacked up over 200 yards, 200 yards rushing. But his stats, Hurts' stats, are not anywhere near as prolific as they were under Shane Steichen. And I, th- I don't think that's going to change. Plus, defenses know they're coming, right? Defenses have all the film from last season. They have a target on their back. Eagles' pass game is going to struggle. Washington is a top six team in, in sack percentage. Now, they do allow nearly five yards per carry, which is a big concern going against this Philadelphia offensive line that just completely annihilated Tampa Bay's defensive line on Monday night. I mean, 
Tampa Bay's defensive line in front seven was playing pretty well. Annihilated them. And that's the thing about the Eagles. As long as this team has healthy lines like this, with Jason Kelsey leading the group. On the other end, guys like Jalen Carter now, the rookie, looking like a young Chris Jones. They're just such a dangerous, dangerous group on both sides, and they can control a game. I think the commanders are undervalued here, but I'm not exactly jumping to the window. Dolphins at Bills. Dolphins are up to three. I'm going by DraftKings, everybody, so just bear with me here. Uh, I think these this is the Sharps, right? Like These are Sharps who are saying, well, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points last uh, week, and the market's really high on them, and I'm going to refuse to believe that going up to Orchard Park to face the Bills. I lean Miami. I mean, it's not just because it's not an overreaction because of the 70 points, and it's not because um, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not approaching this as a public better, right? I think that's what, I think that's what gets a lot of sharps and bad situations is they just don't like sides because they know the public likes the side. Oh, everyone's going to love the dolphins after last week. Hmm. Well, apparently not still getting a little disrespected and it, it, you know, it, it's probably because of those syndicates and sharps, but I, I think I'd rather bet on the dolphins in this spot. I mean, their defense has improved too. Uh, more sacks. You could just tell by their discipline, their speed to the ball. Vic Fangio runs a tight operation over there. And uh, who's stopping that offense right now? Look, the Bills' defense looked all world last week against the Commanders. Nine sacks. Nine sacks. Yep. But against this Dolphins offense, can anyone truly slow this down at this time of year, right? Like, there's no cold up in Orchard Park. I don't know, man. I don't think I could take the Bills in this spot. Ravens-Browns. I'll say this. There's a lot of great teaser legs this week, and the Ravens are going to be the first leg of my free teaser of the week for you. Tease up the Ravens six points to plus eight and a half. Now, the Browns. I said it on Twitter. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen more number one designations for a defense through three weeks than I do for the Browns. This is a really good defense. Uh, really good. Okay. But they've also not seen an offense like they're going to see this weekend. And the Ravens and Baltimore, you know, they were pretty sloppy last Sunday. There was rain. There was wind. Crappy conditions in Baltimore last Sunday. That probably had something to do with it. Odell Beckham injured. You know, had seven injuries on their defense. Um, might want to check in on how many injuries are are still occurring on defense this week. But Lamar Jackson, who made some mistakes, who was kind of sloppy in that game. Uh, I think they fumbled it a few times or at least one pivotal fumble. They're going to look better this week. And the Browns' defense is phenomenal, but Lamar Jackson is obviously uh, always an X factor with his legs. I don't know. I I, I, I kind of like the under in this one. Like maybe you look at that, but I wouldn't be jumping to the window to bet on the Browns as their, you know, their market perception is is pretty high right now, right? Like the market can't look away from the Browns after how good their defense is playing. Um, but I think the side might be the Ravens here. I think I think that might be the sharper side at least. Uh, you know, so when I say the side might be, I think that's um, 
referring to where the Sharps are, are probably thinking about betting or wanting to bet. But the Ravens make a great teaser leg, and that's going to be our first leg of our teaser of the week on the show. Vikings at Panthers. The difference in this game for me is, is offense, right? When Bryce Young plays, and he might play, uh, he, he doesn't throw for over 200 yards in a game. He just doesn't. He struggles. And the Vikings' pass defense looks better. I know they've allowed some points, but the eye test, the discipline, they face some damn good offenses as well. Okay, so, um, I mean, maybe not the Bucks in week one, but I, I think that just caught them and all of us by surprise. Uh, but the Panthers can't do much on offense. And the Vikings still have Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is leading the NFL in pass yards and pass touchdowns. Of course, that's probably because they're always playing from behind. But it's it's still a high-level offense, and I like that their defense is improving. And Carolina might start to look at rebuild mode a little bit. Like, I know the NFL says teams don't do that and players don't do that, and that's that's mostly true, especially players who are vying for roster spots, you know, younger players. But some of the older veterans might, you know, and the coaching staff might experiment a little bit more. Um, lean Vikings. I think that's probably the direction of the Sharps as well. We're seeing that line move up, opened at three, a two and a half or three, but now it's three and a half juiced Steelers at the Texans. Tough one here. Cause the market's kind of high on the Texans right now, isn't it? After CJ Stroud looks very formidable, poised, avoiding sacks last week, airing it out 20 for 30 against the Jags. Now the Jags defense isn't good. Um, but the Texans defense is going to be feisty with D'Amico Ryan's over there. So you got to figure, hey, formidable Houston team. And the Steelers are in a tough spot. Second road game just feels like the kind of game that Mike Tomlin just doesn't get his players motivated enough for. You know, like uh, they just have those clunkers every now and then. But as far as like talent goes and, you know, matchup advantages, the Steelers defense and their defensive line is a matchup nightmare for C.J. Stroud and, a, and an injured offensive line. And C.J. Stroud hasn't exactly faced, you know, the most elite defenses thus far. So the biggest difference in this game is going to be how they can fend off T.J. Watt and the Pittsburgh rush. Uh, easier said than done. 42 feels a little high as a total. Rams and Colts. This is my second leg of my teaser of the week because the Rams are getting grossly devalued, in my opinion. I, I kind of like the Rams in this game, too, but why not tease it up six points with the Ravens and what should be, at least in the Ravens and Browns, a close game. But you can make an argument that the Rams could blow out the Colts. The Colts are a good team. I've been vying for the Colts, defending the Colts in prior weeks. I mean, the Colts were one-point underdogs to the Texans two weeks ago, people. One-point underdogs. I took the Colts in July as one-point underdogs. And still in week two, they were one-point underdogs at Houston. And they beat the shit out of Houston. Just a more talented team. Right now, they've kind of always owned Houston. You know, it kind of plays into these AFC South rivalries and who owns who. Um, but the Colts have looked good. And they won last week in a gritty performance at Baltimore with Gardner Minshew doing his thing. And if Anthony Richardson is in there, then you have the 
mystery element of how that offense is going to be designed for him. He's a big dude. He can run well, and he's made some pretty good throws. I know he's, I know he didn't look great, you know, from like scouting reports, but he, the kid has poise. And Garner Minshew is a winner. We've seen it time and time again. That kid can win, and he fights, and he has a damn good spiral as well. Um, so the Colts are feisty, but the Rams are still a different level, if you ask me. They still got Aaron Donald. Matthew Stafford is making throws that I'm telling you, uh, you know, maybe maybe 5% of NFL throwers can can make those passes. He's, he's throwing it with zip. He looks healthy. He looks mobile. One of those interceptions last week was not his fault. They, they really could have beaten the Bengals. So they played the Bengals on the road, 0-2, desperate Bengals team. They played them hard. They played San Francisco really hard, one score game. Um, looked, you know, looked competitive in these games. The Colts aren't on the level of those teams. And now, and now the Rams are the more desperate team. And the Colts are coming off kind of a phony win, right? The Ravens could have won that game several times. Um, so I think you gotta kind of favor the Rams in this spot, but a, a teaser feels real safe. So Rams plus seven and a half, Baltimore plus eight and a half. That's our teaser. And Lions minus one and a half was our free pick. Just sharps and leans and market analysis from here. Bengals at the Titans. This is a tough one too because those Titans, man, those feisty little Titans are good as underdogs. But last week obviously got uh, trucked, humbled by the Browns defense. The Bengals off a resurgent performance by Joe Burrow. I mean, you can tell his ankle was affecting him, but he looked better. Bengals defense was incredible. Jamar Chase was incredible. All good signs for the Bengals, who this is what they do. They go 0-2, and then they win, 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 win. So I think you know, most of the time I would rather not question the Bengals. Like, right? It's kind of like the 49ers, the Eagles. These teams just know how to win. And the Bengals might be getting into that mode now. Just an all-around symbiotic coaching uh, plan for that game against the Rams on Monday night, and it worked out. And that's, you know, I think they have very high-level staff there on Cincinnati. And that's something I think about a lot when I want to bet on them because that's an edge that they have in planning, scheming, discipline. You know, their players fight with moxie. That's that's Some of that is coaching. A lot of that is probably coaching. Culture, right? So Bengals have a great culture. Titans have a great culture. Bengals more talented. Titans starting to kind of dwindle. I guess I lean Bengals, but watch out for those. I mean, those Titans might not make a good, a bad teaser leg either, right? Like there's a lot of teaser opportunities this week. Bucks at the Saints. To be honest, I haven't really thought much about this one. I don't really want to touch the Saints right now in the Derek Carr injury situation and like they're at home, their schedule is always going to be advantageous. But Baker Mayfield fights, and that offense is coming off a horrid performance against the Eagles. So maybe they look better, but the Saints' defense does look really good. I mean, they gave up some things to Jordan Love and the Packers in the fourth quarter last week, or you know, second half, fourth quarter. Um, but it's clearly a really talented group. And at home, off that loss, so this is tough. I think the line has to be three. I think it's probably a three-point game. Should I even talk about the Broncos and Bears? I mean, here's the thing. Some some asshole is going to tell you how to bet this game. <laughs> and uh, I guess I could comment on it too. 
but nobody really has an edge in this game, guys. I mean, you you can't have faith in the Bears or Broncos right now. The Broncos just <laughs> this is a defense that's supposed to be still very talented. They let 70 points. I don't care that it's Miami and South Florida. You let an NFL team put up 70 points on you. You've you went completely beta, submissive. I mean that. There, there aren't any votes of confidence or like speeches that Sean Payton is making over there that's going to change the way that locker room feels right now, okay? And I don't think they have great leadership. I don't think Russell Wilson and Sean Payton see eye to eye. I think Payton might be a great leader, but he, you know, nobody knows how that situation evolved in New Orleans with Sean Payton, right? It might have been just the perfect situation for him. We, we haven't seen him succeed other places. So, you know, I think that it's a mess over there in Denver, but my goodness, Justin Fields, still, even after all the vitriol that he faced in the media all week, still on the road, Kansas City, against a team where they have a sack, you know, they have a a sack specialist in Chris Jones, and they have, the Kansas City defense is improving, but if you're Justin Fields, he was still hesitant out there. I was watching that game. He had opportunities to take running lanes and didn't. He was he was late with throws, uh, Aaron throws. I mean, the kid is just in his head. You can't trust the Bears and you can't trust what their defense has shown you so far either because they they haven't shown you shit. So you really you should not bet this game, okay? <laughs> uh, you know some some guy who talks about trends or like he, he's going to get you to bet this game. Maybe I, I would say don't do it. Just avoid this game. Please avoid that game. Raiders, Chargers, Chargers up to six point favorites. Um, I haven't bet this game. I don't have a strong feel for this game, but I do think that's an overreaction a little bit. I mean, come on. Chargers are so flawed. Um, they keep every game close and just suddenly they're six point favorites at a home field that really doesn't matter much. Now, Vegas doesn't have a home field really either, but Vegas off a loss, like that's a lot. It's a lot in the AFC West. But the Chargers are factually, objectively, much better than the Raiders, right? Like the roster, the talent on their roster is much better. As as is the case almost every week for the Chargers when they don't face teams like the Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles. You know, I mean, this is a really talented team. But am I ready to embrace Chargers as six-point favorites? Cardinals and 49ers, not much to talk about here. Um, 43 and a half is the total. I could see an under in this one, but I thought an under in the Cardinals game last week in these Cardinals games, despite their good defense, keep these totals keep going over. So maybe look at the fucking over because that's how the Cardinals are, are trending right now. Um, 49ers are understandably 14-point favorites, period. And they're at home off 11 days rest. So I think a lot of people are going to want to take the Cardinals this week because they've covered every single week. They helped a lot of people in Survivor last week if you if you didn't pick the Cowboys. Um, you know, this is a team that shows up. They're fighting for Jonathan Gannon. Good defense, good pressure, a lot of speed on defense from these young players. And Josh Dobbs, man, getting her done. Like making some damn good passes. Arguably playing better than Kyler Murray will be playing right now. And like, you know, and like some total, like, the summation of his results. Yeah. 
Josh Dobbs probably beats Kyler Murray right now from what we've seen from Kyler lately. And the Cardinals are kind of feisty with James Conner, but it's the 49ers. Fucking dominant team, guys. They beat up in the Giants. Giants beat the Cardinals, and and, and you can see the talent difference there. Hmm. Patriots, Cowboys, I think this line is very sharp because it would be very easy to be like, this line's wrong. Go for the Patriots. Bet on the Patriots. They shouldn't be seven-point underdogs. I don't think so. You know, the the Cowboys are are no doubt pissed off. They just lost to the Cardinals. They Now they're one game back on the Eagles when they, they think they're better than the Eagles for sure. Um, a team talking a lot of smack about their defense, Micah Parsons on his podcast. And same old sort of Cowboys, clumsy, Dak Prescott, clumsy, not confident. And their defense like fell asleep in certain spots against the Cardinals last week. Going back home, check out how the Cowboys have responded in the past, like last season after a loss. I don't know. I think I think the Cowboys could blow out the Patriots here. Like that's my feeling. I haven't bet this game, um, but I think the Cowboys could could dominate Mac Jones and the Patriots. Chiefs at Jets at the Meadowlands. Jets are nine and a half point underdogs. It is really difficult. Like I want to bet on the Jets here, right? Like I want to bet on the Jets. They're at an all-time low. They're at home. Defense is still really good, blah, blah. But Zach Wilson, like they're not making a change at quarterback. He's making the same mistakes every week. He doesn't see the field after, like, he sees the field kind of at first, and then he, you, know, you can tell the confidence starts to wane and starts to wane. He's just, he's like, he's like Justin Fields right now. It just, you can't trust him. And this could be a situation. I mean, if the Chiefs march in there and the Jets don't keep them from scoring after a while and they just beat the fucking, breaks off the Jets, right? If the Chiefs whoop that ass, open up a can of whoop ass on the Jets. Something's happening in New York after this week, for sure. New, new quarterback like is, is probably the way to go, but something's happening. Going to be interesting. For that reason, because they're so desperate that like I want to bet on the Jets. But who's betting on the Jets right now with Zach Wilson? Finally, the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks make another great teaser leg, in my opinion. The Giants, as a fan, I know. The Giants do not beat teams up. They do not beat teams by more than a touchdown, especially good teams. And the Seahawks are a good team. I like how they fight. I like how they're coached under Pete Carroll. Um, I'm kind of talking myself in, into a Seahawks teaser or, or bet here a little bit as you hear my process. But the point is, I get why the Giants are a favorite, right? They're responding off of 11 days rest. I mean, 12, 11, 12 days rest because it's Monday night football for them off of a Thursday night game. And the difference in talent going from the 49ers to Seahawks is going to be substantial. Like the Giants are going to look better on Monday night. And the and the Manning cast, I can't wait for the Manning cast. It's the best. The best show on TV, the Manning cast. And I get to watch my Giants. Let's go. I'm going to be rooting for my Giants, but I have no confidence in my Giants here necessarily because the Seahawks are about at the same level that I would say the Giants are, but like plus five percentage points, right? Like the Seahawks are like 85% and the Giants are 80%. Like everybody on the Seahawks is like a little more talented, you know, like they have way better wide receivers. That's for sure. Uh, but they're like running backs are more effective. Like Geno Smith is more effective. 
their defense is starting to become pretty damn effective. Um, yeah, I just, mm, you know, that like statistically their defense doesn't look good, but they can make plays. They can make big plays and make big stops. And the Giants defense, well, uh, where, where are the big stops? Like the Giants, I think, have one sack, okay? Um, through three games, through, easy for me to say, this late at night, through three games. So no confidence ever on my Giants, <laughs> sorry. Um, and uh, maybe you'll look at a teaser on Seattle, but nothing, I, you know, I could see the Giants winning this game off of a loss and that much prep, right? There's still a well-coached team. So not a lot of confidence in my evaluation there, just giving you some things to think about. And I do think the Seahawks are getting slightly underrated here. That wraps it up for week four of laying the points with Farley Betts. The NFL week four, that is. We've actually been going. This is episode 42, I believe, 42 or 43. So thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm also going to post this podcast up at sportswagers.ca so you can access it there as well this week. As always, we appreciate your support. Appreciate the uh, you know votes of confidence every week. Like we've been having relatively even performances so far week to week in the NFL, but I have a lot of confidence because I have a good grasp on this football season. Like I know we do, right? Like the Sharps, a lot of Sharps got their ass kicked in week three. So the fact that I had an even, relatively even performance, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. You know, some weeks in the NFL, you just got to survive. And if you do this seriously, if you take the leap and do it professionally, you will realize that an even week is a great week, some weeks <laughs> in the NFL. Hopefully week four is a lot more profitable for us. I know I'm planning on it. Check out my articles at sportswagers.ca. Listen to this and subscribe every single week. Follow me at Farley Bets. We out of here. Let's fucking go. Let's win some damn money.